Very special welcome to our guests. I'm grateful you chose to worship with us, and maybe you're here for the half marathon, right, Blaine? Or maybe you're here for our Italian festival, but however you're here, we're glad you're here and grateful that we're celebrating together. But I know that we have some visitors here, and so it's always important that I review a little bit, but we're always mindful that we're in the Gospel of Mark this year, and it's really important for us to remember that the mission of Jesus in Mark's Gospel don't worry, I won't call on you, Dan. No, the time of fulfillment is? The kingdom of God is at? Repent and believe in the? And see, it's really important that you know that. It's really important because especially this first chapter, St. Mark is trying to explain how Jesus is the fulfillment that was expected. And so we've heard how Jesus... Two weeks ago, we heard how he expelled demons. And we were mindful that the expulsion of demons was basically said to Mark's community, see, that's what the Messiah was going to do. That was the Holy One of God was going to do, was going to have power over evil. And if you recall two weeks ago, we heard Jesus tell the demon, be silent. Don't tell anyone. Hmm. Last week, we heard the story of Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. And we heard how Jesus healed her of her fever. And we were mindful that, yes, when the Holy One of God, when the Messiah was going to come, he would bring healing. And so St. Mark shows that he brings healing. Now, we are continuing. We're still in chapter one. And it's like one giant compound sentence. It's end, end, at once, immediately, end, at once, immediately. Because Mark writes in Kairos time, not Kronos town, time. The time of fulfillment is now. Everything is happening in the now. Everything is immediate. And so we hear the story now of a leper. Now, I think, I don't know, before COVID, when I heard the story of the lepers, okay, there was a leper, who cares? But since COVID, I think leprosy took on a whole new meaning. They say it took on a whole new meaning because we hear how lepers from the book of Leviticus were put out of the community. I know we've had parishioners whose parents or whose spouse, they were from New York, and they weren't even allowed to be with their loved one as they died of COVID. And I know the pain and the, the harm that that separation caused in people's lives. It was very real what it meant to be put out of the community, to be the pain of separation, the pain of not being able to connect Perhaps we took it lightly before, but if there was a loved one you could not visit, I know myself going into the hospital and having to mask up, and one time I was asked to visit somebody in the hospital, and naturally I went, and I did not charge in there like Father Phil would do, and the nurse came running after me and said, what are you doing, sir? I said, I gotta I got anoint somebody. This is the COVID floor, you can't do that. I'm like, oops. <laughs> Oops. 
anyway, they masked me up and super duper oxygen masks, everything, the whole nine yards. But it was really, it was unbelievable, this, this, this pain of separation that, that we got to experience firsthand. And I think being marginalized and put out took on a whole new depth of meaning, being isolated from everybody and everything. And so when we hear about lepers, you know, we take it for granted and we like, oh, well, so they had to live outside the community and they had to put their hand over, uh, unclean, unclean, keep away, keep away. And they wore rags and tattered clothes and <laughs> we're going to die. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible existence. And so St. Mark in this story wants to show how Jesus goes out of the normal comfort zone. Ooh, we charge for that. <laughs> Everybody put your phone on and if it goes off, it's extra $25 fine for our school. <laughs> but I like that ring, that was a fun one. I gotta get that one. Anyway, and so, so we, we hear that Mark wants to show how, how Jesus not only heals fevers, but he heals the separation of those who are outcast, those who are marginalized, those who some way or another don't fit in. And I think St. Mark makes a very powerful statement about who Jesus is, that not only does he go out of himself, but he's willing to touch someone who he wasn't supposed to touch. Because when you touch someone who's unclean, you become unclean. That's how contagious, actually, leprosy was seen to be. And so he's willing to break the confines of culture, religion, society, and reach out to those. Mm. Now, you may notice that after Jesus heals this leper, he goes on to say, but don't tell anybody. Right. Don't you love that? Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, biblical scholars call that the messianic secret or just the secret, okay? And it's a device that St. Mark uses a lot. Now, obviously, a person who sees the Gospels as a history book would try to find a reason that Jesus would say that. Now, we don't necessarily think Jesus would say that. We think Mark says that, and we think Mark says it probably for a reason. But if you want to think Jesus said it, perhaps you might think he said that because he wanted to continue to move freely without any difficulty to spread the kingdom of God. Perhaps if you're a psychiatrist or whatever, psychologist, you might think, oh, Jesus did that because the second you say, shh, don't tell anyone, you might as well as put it on Facebook. <laughs> Especially if you say, don't tell Father Phil. <laughs> My gosh, the, the phone isn't even in the pocket by the time I'm called. <laughs> That's how it expresses. Obviously, that's probably scholars would tell us that's not why Mark uses the messianic secret motif. And there's still debate among scholarship as to why Mark keeps saying this. Now, some would say that Mark is writing to a community that's in trauma, 
you got to remember, it's written right after the fall of the, uh, the temple. And at the fall of the temple, people are being persecuted and killed, and they're living with extreme trauma in their lives. This idea of this secret that Jesus keeps saying, keep this secret, scholars think that perhaps Mark uses that device to emphasize having a relationship with Christ is not about expelling demons. It's not about healing fevers. It's not about walking on water. It's not about the miracles of Jesus. And so Mark wants to say, shh, this is not the important part. This is not what's going to give you a relationship. It may show you that Jesus is the expected one, that Jesus is the Messiah, but it's not how you're going to come to know who Jesus is. And as we get to the end of the Gospel of Mark, we have the centurion at the foot of the cross says ultimately what his relationship with Jesus he says, truly this man is the Son of God. And that's kind of the point of who Jesus is. It is by his passion and death and resurrection that we have relationship to God. Not by miracles. Not by, oh, Jesus, come and heal me. We want him to heal us, but that's not, Jesus is not meant to be our magic genie. He's not meant to be there to just do miracles in our lives. But it's rather for us to have a relationship with him. And how we have that relationship with him is through his passion, death, and resurrection. As we hear today's gospel and as we try to live today's gospel, as we try to imitate what the time of fulfillment being now what it means to say the kingdom of God is at hand. What it means to say to change our lives and live the gospel. Then we must be people who cross all barriers. We must be a people who reach out especially to those who feel marginalized. Who feel outcast. Who feel like they don't matter to our society and our culture. And I know those of you who are with us at Our Lady of Lords visiting with us, we say at Our Lady of Lords, all are welcome and all means all. You know, on our bulletin cover this week, I asked Rachel to make us a cover that basically tried to communicate that no matter who you are, you have a place at Lords. You have a place that belong. And as she was thinking of images, I, I kind of have a sense of humor. So I sent her the image of the island of misfit toys. <laughs> and I said, maybe we should just write, who's missing? You are. <laughs> because at one level or another, at Our Lady of Lords, we all recognize that we are all broken. And we all have flaws and failings, and we are all in some way outcasts, and that's why we're here. That's why we come together at Lourdes, because in one way or another, our culture or our communities have rejected us, and we don't feel like we belong anywhere else. But we find a place to belong here. 
And we find that place to belong here because we know as Jesus did, we must do. We must cross all obstacles, all boundaries. We must reach out to those who are seen by our culture or as our society is unclean and let them know they're loved and that God is with them and that we must change our lives every day that we may be more welcoming, more inviting, more loving, more willing to reach out of ourselves so no one any longer feels like a leper, that no one any longer is ostracized or put out, but rather always put in and included. Amen.